You are listening to The Winning Mind Podcast. I am Letitia D'Souza. I am a mindset coach and business strategist who has helped more than 1,200 people change their lives, their relationships, their businesses, and just win in life. There's a myriad of reasons why we're not winning in life. Most people don't really play to win. They play not to lose. And what winning really means is becoming a better version of yourself each and every day. We can do this together. Hey, everybody. Hope you all are having a beautiful, beautiful day. It's a rainy day here in Atlanta, but it's beautiful nonetheless. Not a lot to update y'all on, but there's some interesting things that are happening in my life that I I want to share and just apply it to um, something that I've been thinking about. So bef- before I really get into it, we kind of go through life like this. We kind of go through life like, here's where I am. Here's where I'd like to be. And we go through life usually clueless as how to get from where we are to where we like to be, right? Really clueless as to what that process involves and all of that. So one of the things that I realized, though, is that in order to get to what it is that you actually say that you desire, a lot of times you go through great levels of discomfort as you get yourself acclimated to the thing you say that you desire. What do I mean by that? We usually operate in cycles and in patterns, unbeknownst to a lot of us, right? We just go through life in cycles and in patterns. And a lot of times it takes eyes outside of our own to help us see. Some of us have awakenings and we 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 have like, you know, aha moments. But most of us, we need eyes outside of ourselves to help us see our cycles and our patterns. It's a lot of what I do as a coach. But when you're ready to experience truly and you're open to experience something different, something that truly is what it is that you desire, it's going to be largely uncomfortable because it's going to feel foreign for you. What feels familiar for you is often the thing that does not work, the thing that you don't desire. Now, this may not apply to you if you where you want to be in life or in relationships or whatever, right? But the things that you don't desire are the things that typically have been around the longest and they feel the most familiar to you. So the thing that you desire is going to feel foreign and your subconscious mind is naturally going to reject it and kick up a whole shit storm because you are going into uncharted territory. You are making your subconscious mind feel very, very unsafe. Even though where you are right now might not be where you want to be. It feels familiar. And so your subconscious mind is safe there. I hope y'all following me, right? Before I go into my specific example. So a lot of times, just so you don't throw yourself completely off kilter, you have to be eased into the thing that you desire because too much too soon can really cause your nervous system to be dysregulated, even if it's a good thing. This is this is real shit. Like, even if it's a good thing, even if it's the thing that you say that you want, too much too soon can really, really be overwhelming and cause, you know, reactions in your body and, in, and within yourself 
because you're not acclimated to that. And this is so, so, so important. I was I was thinking about this because we can apply it to relationships and money or anything, but I'll give you a specific example. So I did a thing and I went on a date with the guy and I went on a date with the guy who was probably what I would say not my type. And when I say my type, I'm not talking about the aesthetics. I'm not talking about he how he looks because he's a handsome guy. I'm not going on a date with no damn booger wolf. So this this is not, it wasn't the aesthetic. But when I say he wasn't my type, he wasn't my type necessarily in his approach and just uh, it's just some other things. It was just initially I was like, okay, I connected with this man probably back in October. He reached out to me then, and then he reached out to me again in March, you know, just that he happened to be in Georgia, you know, and so we linked up, right? So we were together probably for about four and a half hours. And me, I'm a coach, so I'm an active listener anyway, and I like to listen to people because you learn a lot when you listen to people. But when I say I listen, I was like, God damn. I was like, man, this man talks a lot. And I had just gone back from a trip, and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. God, he talks a lot. And then the other thing is he will give me lots of information, just very communicative. Here's where I'm going. I'll be there. If he says he's going to do it at 345, it's done at 345, right? He was very communicative, very consistent, and very, very intentional. From the beginning, he was laying out intentions. And so my subconscious mind, I was finding every kind of thing wrong. Like he talked too much. He does this or he does that. Or I don't like this part over here on the side. You know, just all of this stuff. And so I have enough self-awareness to recognize this process within myself. And I was like, this is usually not my reaction to men. I usually either like men or I don't. There's usually just no in-between. But I was just like, why is this this you know, happening, right? So anyway, so that was that. I didn't really think much of it. Um, and then he he invited me to come and see him. And he lives like three hours away. And at first I was like, I'm not, I don't like to drive. I was like, I'm not going driving no damn three hours. And then I said, you know what? Let's do it. And so me, me doing something completely different and out of my element, I drove three hours to see him. And had a really, really good time. Like, he showed me a lot of care, had a great time. I didn't have to lift a finger. I really didn't have to do anything. But here's where it gets really interesting. I was side-eyeing him a little bit, like, just just watching him very carefully and very closely, like he was about to go in my purse or something. <laughs> So listen, my subconscious mind does not feel safe. Remember, not me consciously. Consciously, I felt safe and cared for and protected. But my subconscious mind was having all kinds of shit fits because this does not feel familiar. When I got on the road to go, I sent him a message to say good morning. He probably responded about 45 minutes later. My subconscious mind says, don't go. Don't You should get on the road to go because... He's not going to be there. You, He's not responding because he's not going to be there when you get there. and He's not going to show up. 
So this is, see, a lot of people won't tell y'all the truth about thoughts that come in their mind, but the way that I, I get so free is because I don't, I don't have no problem telling y'all the truth about mine. So that was a thought, and I was like, girl, well, if he ain't there, then we're going to be finding something to do where we at. All right, I'm going to pull up on my other, my other friends that's there, and I'm just driving, right? So I'm sending her the memo. We're good. Thank you for that little tidbit. But where does that frame of reference come, come from? Why would that thought come into my mind? Because what feels familiar is men that are inconsistent. What feels familiar is men that don't do what they say, right? So this is coming from a familiar place. So anyway, now I'm there again. I'm, I'm there again. And my subconscious mind was really, I was really comfortable on the one hand, but I was deeply uncomfortable on the other hand, just subconsciously because all of this stuff was coming up because my subconscious mind was trying to nudge me to put distance between me and this person because this closeness started to feel unsafe, right? Because distance feels familiar. I am an avoidant attachment style, which means that in a lot of situations, I show up emotionally unavailable. It doesn't mean that I don't crave connection, but it means that I'm teetering on connection and distance at any given time, and it needs to be a balance for me to, to really feel okay about a relationship or a dynamic. Now, the more intimate the relationship, the more these things come up. So I was right there where I, I was okay with closeness, but then I also wanted the distance because I was starting to feel unsafe. Do you see what, do you see what I'm saying? So anyway, I, I went along with it and, you know, had a great time. I still had a great time otherwise. And then I stayed I stayed there for a day. And then the next day I was about to head back home and I was telling him, which I had already told him about some travel plans that I had coming up in the next week. And he said, I'll see you before you go. I, I said, huh, you, you gonna, you gonna see me before I go? Yeah, he was like the drive is nothing. He was like, I'll just come up, come come up there before you go. I was like, huh? You you gonna you gonna come up there before I go? Like I'm stuck. Like my CD is stuck. And then you 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 didn't mean like see see me on on FaceTime? No, because you you're an Android user. You didn't mean like see me on Google Duo? Because guess what? Distance feels safer for me. So in my mind, when I come back, I'll see you. Right. Um, so some other time, which gives me a time to regroup and put that distance in between us that feels safe. Now, unless he's incredibly discerning, he don't know none of this is going on because outwardly I look pretty normal. So anyway, he was like, yeah, I'll, I'll see you before you go. And I was like, uh, oh, oh, OK. And then secretly I was like, well, if I don't say nothing, then maybe he ain't going to say nothing else about it. Well, wouldn't y'all know today? He was like, hey, what day works for you? Because this is what I'm thinking about coming up there. <laughs> so listen, this has nothing to do with like him being the one. My mind, my mind frame is nowhere near there. This has everything to do with three qualities that I've prayed for, that I told God that I desire were someone who is communicative, someone who is consistent, someone who is intentional, right? And so these are three qualities that I've prayed for and I pray for them a lot. However, these are not qualities that I've chosen because they feel very uncomfortable. So 
The Bible speaks about asking and it is given. A lot of times we ask and spiritually, so to speak, it is given, but we don't see things materialize because we don't recognize the patterns in us that resist what we are asking for. I hope y'all understanding me. You can you and so the reason why I keep leaning into this and the reason why I keep saying okay and the reason why I keep going what feels like going against the grain is because I need to send my subconscious mind the memo that we are okay we are safe we don't have to operate from the way that we operate the paradigm that we operated that feels like you are normal I got this I got you thank you for protecting me do you understand like the reason why I have to lean into this is because this has to become a new normal, just like building a muscle. Right now, I feel very, very uncomfortable. I really, really do. And so when you create a new normal in this way, now let me let me tell you something about your subconscious mind. It's an insidious little, little something. And so just because it's cooperating with you, it's always waiting on an opportunity for you to go backwards to familiarity. So it doesn't necessarily just go away. You just create enough distance between who you were and who you're becoming so that you can consciously make the choices and you are consciously running the show. Now, this can go to any situation that you have in business, money, like relationships. It can apply to any situation that you have. I just wanted to be transparent and tell y'all that about me. Listen, I had the same situation with money in a sense of, I can remember always wanting to make, let's just say six figures, right? Always wanting to make six figures. And so I'll always be applying for these jobs. And I would be like, if I could just get to six figures, if I could just get to six figures, here's the thing. I was doing six figure work, right? But I was not getting six figures in that work until the very last um, position that I actually, where I actually worked for someone. Why was that the case? Because even though I desired six figures, something about somebody actually investing and paying me six figures, even though I was doing the work, was largely uncomfortable to me. And that came down to worthiness. That came down to, you know, maybe the toil and struggle messages and scarcity messages that I observed that I was conditioned to think was normal. But I had to ease my way into more money. I had to ease my way into abundance. I had to grow my way into that until that became a normal for me, right? It'll be, it won't be, it'll be the same thing going into a million dollars and a million dollar business. So what I'm saying is there's a book called The Big Leap by, I think, by Gay, Gay Hendricks. And it speaks about how we have, what do they call those things? Um, damn, I can't think of the name of it. What does she call? He call that. It's, it's almost like, I'm going to name it something else, but it's almost like a certain benchmark. Like you get to a certain place and it's closer to or the thing that you say that you desire, right? And you're moving in this place and you're happy and you're elated because it's the thing that you pray for. It's the thing that you've worked for. And because we subconsciously feel unsafe with that and we don't believe that we we are worthy or whatever the messages are in there, 
we will do something to sabotage it so that we recreate the more dominant environment on the inside of us. You will always recreate the most dominant environment inside of you, which is why personal growth becomes so, so, so important. So my subconscious mind, as it relates to relationships, feels much more comfortable with distance. Number one, I'm an introvert, you know, so distance is nothing to me. It feels comfortable with distance, but it also feels comfortable with men who are emotionally unavailable because I was largely emotionally unavailable. So they match my emotional unavailability. However, before I wanted to take accountability and responsibility for that, it was easy for me to point the finger at somebody saying, you're not giving me this or you're not present for this. The truth is, the reason why I subconsciously probably chose them is because they felt familiar and I knew they would not require from me what they were not giving. Do you understand? See, you you, you got to get down into the truth of your own subconscious mind. And if you cannot, then you need some some to help you do it. Otherwise, you will be cycling through the same thing for all of your life, I promise. And so recognizing that pattern in money and then getting through the pattern in money. Okay, so let's let's just say this, this, let's just talk about this in money. I think I said before that I had some clients that I'm no longer working with as of recently. Consciously, nothing wrong with the clients per se, but I, if I'm being honest, and there's no reason for me not to be, I don't want to work with the clients anymore. I, I've grown and I've evolved to a different kind of client, to a different level of client. And, you know, I need to stay right there. However, I created space for this. I made some changes, some changes happened. And so guess what? That meant less revenue for my business. I'm not struggling. I'm good, right? However, my subconscious mind started to feel, uh, uh uh-oh, let's pull back. Let's do this. Let's not do this. Let's, almost as if we're about to just have a crisis because survival mode was the norm for a very, very long time. And I consciously know I'm not in survival mode. So do you know what I, you know what I do to get around that? Instead of pulling back, I go spend money. I invest money. I bless people. I expand instead of contracting because consciously I am sending my subconscious mind a memo that we are not struggling, baby. We are okay, right? Do you you see what I'm saying? And so you can begin to do this in every area of your life. But when you are really, you know, they say when the student is ready, the teacher will appear, my teacher didn't necessarily appear in the form of um, a coach this time outside of me saying, hey, here's what it is. My teachers have been appearing to me in the forms of these various relationships. I just was failing and wasn't getting the lesson, right? Because either I wasn't paying attention in class or it felt so familiar that I was okay with repeating the lesson and then being the victim of this is what had happened. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm 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 doing I'm on my grown woman. And and so I'm not just on my grown woman in business. I'm going to be a grown woman across the board, right? And so just looking at these relationship dynamics, not just with men with women as well, but but right now as it relates to men. And so healing that dynamic means changing that dynamic means making conscious choices to do something different. So if I say 
that I desire emotional availability or I desire consistency and I desire um, someone who's communicative and someone who's intentional, then that means that when that shows up, then I need to respond to that. And it means that I need to say a quick no and goodbye to that which does not align with what it is that I say that I want. And it's just that easy. But it's never simple because you know how people say the heart wants what it wants. Your subconscious mind wants what it wants. And so your subconscious mind is always going to want something that feels like home. And so you're struggling in your business, struggling in your marriage, struggling in your relationship, struggling in any area or whatever it is feels like home and feels familiar. You will be fighting against you and you to let that go and go into uncharted territory right? Going in, what you desire is you being a trailblazer into uncharted territory. What you desire is you being to let go of all of these things, but you have to have a conscious awareness of them first and say, "Uh uh-uh, I'm I'm moving on to, to, to greener pastures. I'm moving on to this. And so, I'm talking about doing something different as it relates to dating a man that's not my type. Again, I said that's not physical. My type, they was all fine as frogs here, right? I don't, listen, you know, you you need to look like something for me. Um, But the, the, the qualities that I can see, the patterns that I can see that made them attractive, a lot of them were largely emotionally unavailable. Works for me because I mean, you're not going to require that much from me. But you see, somebody who is available, somebody who is intentional, somebody who is consistent, they, they not consciously or not verbally, he's not placing a demand on me, but there is a different standard by which he operates. And so that means that if you want to play in this space, you're going to have to step up your game, right? He ain't never said nothing like that to me. That's just who he is as a man. And I can discern that already. So that means that, you know what? The little shit that I could get away with and not do and this and that, this this is not that, right? And so this this is, this. you got to put your big girl undies on to be able to deal with this if this is what you say you desire. And again, it's not the person, it's the principle, right? It's not the person, it's the principle. It's the same way with money. It's the same way with business. Okay, so let's talk about something in business. Um, I have a collaborative effort with some some people in business. And guess what? There are things that I could or could not do in my business. And because it's me, I can do whatever it is that I want to do. However, there's a different energy in this collaboration that everybody got the memo that's like, you got to step your shit up. You, you got to step it all the way up if you want to operate right here, right? You see what I mean? So I always say, well, I always say, but I just said to y'all recently, move away from your problem. I don't just be saying this to y'all just because it's just like, okay, let me think of something to say. My message and my life, they're one and the same. I don't get the privilege of saying something to y'all and then the thing is not presented to me as well, right? So moving away from your problem, moving away from my relationship problems with men means moving again, moving away from the thing that felt like home. Because a lot of times we gravitate to what feels like home, but most of us come from broken homes. Most of us come from dysfunctional homes. Most of us come from, dis- from I'm about to say dysfunctional and toxic together. Most of us come from this toxic house. No, most of us come from toxic environments. It doesn't mean that our people were bad. It just means that the way that they were conditioned and the way that we were conditioned as a result were, was bad for us. But because of that, right, we that feels familiar. So watch it 
when you are not in in the place of what you desire and you hear yourself saying, this feels like home, they feel like home. What about them feels so familiar to you? And is it the familiarity that your subconscious mind will be clapping his hands about like, yes, we love it here. Because if that is the case, it is going to probably more than likely be the polar opposite of the thing that you need to get you what you desire in life, in love, in business, and in anything else. Man, I'm so grateful that, you know, I always say when you see it, you can shift it. I'm grateful that I saw it with my eyes wide open. I'm grateful that I had a conscious awareness and moved through this discomfort. So in even having a conversation with a couple of my friends, they were like, well, why would you go out with somebody if you don't really like them like that? I didn't I didn't say that I disliked him. That's not what I said. What I said was he didn't feel familiar. He felt foreign to me. That was the real truth. He felt foreign to me. And so just like your body will try and rid itself of a foreign object, I was trying to rid myself of this foreign man so my subconscious mind could create the distance that felt familiar. Do you understand? Right. That's 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 what I'm saying. So Even in that, you got to watch who it is that you're listening to. It's no fault to my friends because they, they understand me from operating at the paradigm by which I was operating, but I'm healing and I'm growing and I'm evolving. And so I have greater awareness of patterns in my life. And I'm saying, uh-uh, if I want this to stop, then I have to do something different. So that's why I went out with somebody that wasn't my type. That's why I'm like allowing myself to get accustomed to someone who is consistent and intense intentional um, and communicative, even though it feels foreign, right? And so, and and I realized that I operate, let me tell y'all something about that. I sat back like a pampered princess and did not lift a finger. And I was like, I love it here. Consciously, my subconscious mind was like, no, we don't. But my, my conscious mind was like, I love it here. I love, and, and if I think about it, All my relationships with everybody else in any other area of my life, I have people around me that do what they say that they're going to do. I have people around me who they are consistent. I have people around me who are intentional. And so there is no ambiguity. There is no uncertainty, right? But because it was probably the most difficult as it related to romantic relationships because I, the men, I had eight uncles, right? And then so that dynamic probably shaped me in a way that has just taken me longer to get out of, right? But I desire consistency and intentionality and, and someone who's communicative. Like I absolutely have been saying that for years, but it's not that it wasn't available to me, but I wasn't choosing it. I was choosing something that was just like, so here's the last thing I'm going to say about that. A lot of us are in places of prolonged suffering, and we're suffering because waiting for something and longing for something feels normal. Because when it presents itself to you, you don't choose it, and you recreate the cycle of waiting and longing and suffering until your desire to not suffer, until your desire to have the thing, the business, the relationship becomes greater than the desire to stay in the familiar place, even though it's uncomfortable, of suffering, of scarcity, of lack, you will remain the same. So 
I just wanted to share that with y'all, just a transparent lesson. Um, like as much as I grow and I'm a grower of other people, I'm always growing and evolving myself. And, you know, I always lie about the last thing. The real last thing is this. You can get great lessons in theory. You can get aha moments, divine downloads, and revelation until they are acted out in your real life, right? You 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 won't really know how you fare. Like Dion Cole said, it's almost like people play Family Feud at home and they got all the answers, right? Well, you the, the pressure is not only you, you're not really in the game. So until you are really in the game of life, in the game of business, in the game of love, in the game of relationships, in the game of getting your money up, whatever that is, the the theoretical, theoretic, theoretical lessons, hmm. They, they 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 sound good. They sound good to regurgitate. They sound good to make, you know, nice posts about. But it's only when you walk it out, not walk it out. Um, y'all know I'm silly. It's only when you walk it out in real life that you get the 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 real deal. So that's it. You know, take whatever resonates with this, re- resonates with you from this. And just, you know, give your subconscious mind the memo that we're doing a new thing. We're going in a different direction because we're going in the direction of what we desire. And thank you for protecting me. You're not, subconscious mind is not an enemy. Subconscious mind is actually a protector. It just does not under have an understanding that it doesn't need to protect you anymore, right? You have a conscious awareness. You have a whole grown person in you. So like the grown woman tish can protect the little tish. You understand? So yeah, we're doing a new thing over here and we love it. I love each and every one of y'all. Please share the podcast with somebody who is going in circles and cycles and don't know why the hell they are doing so. Thank you.